0: Hi, uh, it's Tom here from Wise Bartender, and we are going to be talking about function beers very shortly. Um, we are waiting for Zoe from Function to join us, and she can um, talk us through these beers that she's got. So we'll just wait for her to um, to join us, and then join in the live, um, and learn all about. Oh, here we go. Hopefully, Zoe will join us very shortly, and we can learn all about these great beers. Hi. Ah, yeah, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Very good. So um, yeah, we get to talk about beer tonight
1: then. Amazing. Excited. So, um, so I've got the channels at the ready. Snap right. <laughs>
0: I am I am one short, but it's a good problem. We, we've sold we've sold out because um, the beers went into the Alcohol Free Beer Club box. So I'm Amazing. sure the Lion Mains IPA tonight, but lots of people who watch this will hopefully have one in front of them. So you know what I've lost out everyone else has gained. So um, but we'll have them back in the stock in a couple of days. But um, <laughs> did you want to kind of introduce yourself, Zoe, and uh, tell us a bit yes. about yourself in the brand? Yeah.
1: So I'm Zoe, founder of Function, um, probably the most unique beer that you've heard of of late. We brew alcohol-free beer with functional mushrooms. So people go, uh, what? Like, no, it won't get you high. And no, your beer's not going to taste like mushrooms. These aren't the normal mushrooms that you get on a pizza or in a risotto. These are kind of a superfood class of mushrooms called functional mushrooms, which contain um, above-normal bioavailable compounds of of some really interesting things that have been shown to help support immunity, support cognitive health. They've been used in functional medicine and wellness for uh, thousands of years. uh, And now science is really catching up to kind of show uh, that why they are, why they have been used and why they, you know, why they've been revered for so many years. So lots of interesting research going on in the space. In the meantime, they make a cracking beer. Um, their flavor profiles are, are really similar to hops. They're nutty, earthy, bittersweet. Um, definitely don't have any mushroom flavor profiles. Um, and being a, a mushroom user of these functional mushrooms like in, in my coffee and my drinks for years, um, when I became an alcohol-free beer drinker and, and loved alcohol-free beer, um, it seemed like a really natural uh, combination to, to pair the mushrooms with hops. And uh, we're pretty happy and, and think we've um, think we've created a, a pretty good combination.
0: I think, like you said, that the, the pairing of the earthiness in you know something that people look for in beers at times. So there's, there's a real sort of natural pairing there. So um, yeah. I've just. I've just poured out the, 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 the lager there.
1: Um, nice.
0: So I, I'm not, I'm going to say this wrong now, aren't i not I? Is it chaga?
1: Chaga, chaga, chaga. I, okay. I like the idea of a chaga lager. It makes you want to sing that, sing that old tune from the nineties. Um, it's like <laughs> chaga lager. Yeah, it's a uh, chaga's an interesting one. Again, there's no one who's commercially brewing an alcohol-free beer with functional mushrooms, so we're the first. There have been a few rogue craft beers, especially in North America, that have kind of done specials with mushrooms, Um, and chaga's been quite a popular one to put in stouts. But uh, I I wanted to move away from that. I've got a little um, stout special coming up shortly, um, Mm -hmm. which uh, is going to be happening this year, and I had another mushroom ring for for stout. But chaga's quite a... um, an earthy bitter mushroom it's actually a polypore which means it grows on the outside of trees, living trees. It kind of looks a bit like a big lump of coal. So it's not your normal mushroom and the nice little top on it. Um, it's quite unusual looking. It grows in um, Siberia, Northern Europe and, and Northern Canada. Um, and it's full of antioxidants, immune supporting elements um, and anti-fighting uh, free radicals. So it kind of hunts down nasties in the body and, and helps your body deal with them. So it's been used by ancient people for thousands of years in, in times of winter to help immunity um, and such. And i just found it had a really interesting flavor profile so malty a bit earthy goes really well with the hops we've used ekg um and it kind of it almost gives a stouty flavor to it but it's still got the lightness and, and the crispness of the lager so we wanted to make something a little bit different we knew that this might be the marmite of the trio um but so far so good we've had some really some really positive feedback so is it the color of
0: the mushroom is it that gives it that kind of darkness yes the
1: chaga mushroom is is a deep dark dark like almost like black mushroom um it has a a kind of orangey inside when you cut it open and dry it but when you dry it into it in an extract it's really dark so yeah that's definitely um giving it a quite a unique look so you know you do get dark european style lagers um so we kind of uh wanted to honor that side rather than go down the stout route
0: it's funny like we've had a, a number of beers come in the last couple of weeks where the colors are what you traditionally associate with that kind mm. of style of beer you know you kind of initially see that and you think, oh, that's a bit strange. I actually think well you know well, why why did that kind of start off and why you know why can't it change so I think it's it, it's great yeah. to pick things up, and that's what the alcohol free category gives us license exactly. to do is to yeah. rip up the rule book a little bit i think
1: Yeah, a f is really breaking up the rule book. you know it's like ask a craft beer aficionado a few years ago, you know what a beer was you know having no alcohol in it is like sacrilege you know why you know it's, it's not a beer but actually out of all the af products beer is still made clo- as closely to the real thing as possible you know we go through exactly the same process we use exactly the same ingredients um, we naturally cap our fermentation rather than de it. I feel it's a bit more of a natural process. You still get that great flavor from the yeast coming out when the fermentation starts to happen, but we cap it off um, at just under 0.5. So, you know, you're not getting that alcoholic quality, but you're getting that slight flavor difference that um, that the fermentation gives it. You know, there's quite a lot of hot waters coming out and hot flavored beverages that don't ferment and they don't quite hit the mark. You know, they're, they're not a a beer. a beer is essentially a brewed beverage. Um, so by, uh, by letting it ferment a little bit, I think you're, you're giving it that interesting flavour profile. But it's AF, so you know we can break the rules and we can kind of mash it up a little bit because people's expectations are already one removed from what they traditionally expect from this beer um, or this product. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting space for, for doing some wild and wacky things. <clears throat>
0: and you're right, there is kind of a little hint of stoutiness, isn't it? It almost goes really? that way, the flavour, but it pulls you back. So that like largary finish so it is really interesting i think if yeah, had said I that think... i probably would have pinpointed it completely but yeah
1: it's that malty chocolatey kind of earthiness to it almost maybe coffee um it, really exciting actually to see it's not AF yet, but Guinness has brought out a, a cold brew coffee with Guinness I've seen launching in the States. So I'm quite looking forward for when they do that AF version of that. Um, but yeah, it gives that kind of richness and maltiness that um, I think gives gives definitely a unique flavour. It's great with sweet things, um, really nice with chocolate, or if you're having something like a, at the end of your meal or something sweet, it goes really well with that.
0: Okay, no, it's really it's really enjoyable. And, and it, I, kind, I kind of like a bit of maltiness and bitterness in my drinks anyway, mm. so. Having it in a lager is is, is unique and, and really enjoyable. So, and obviously, you've got, like you said, the the benefits of the the mushroom and all the qualities that come with that as well. So it's kind of like a double whammy with that one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> double dose. Mm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Well, should we try the uh, the citra?
1: Yeah, I actually opened my citra before because I really. I, this is probably. I'm torn. They're like my babies. You know, you can't have favorite children, but I'm I'm kind of torn. Citra I'm really it's liking it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Citra I'm liking it at the moment. You know, if, I, I say when we've had warm weather because we were, now it's not so great, but um, yeah, Citra's a really great sessionable beer. Uh, you know, we're using Idaho 7. Those hops, that stitch hop profile goes really, really well with reishi. Now, reishi is uh, kind of revered as the queen of mushrooms. It's one of the most well-known mushrooms in Chinese medicine. It was kind of like the mushroom that was only allowed for the royal families to use back in the day, you know, a lowly peasant was caught using the mushroom, they'd probably get thrown into jail. Um, and it was that revered, you know, it's on lots of Chinese ancient art. It was known as the mushroom of immortality. So it's full of antioxidants and full of things that help um, help your skin, anti-aging. We're seeing a lot of face products coming to market now, actually, that using reishi compounds because they're so beneficial to, to anti-aging and skin elasticity. So they're really interesting. On their own, I think really really bitter um the, uh, when you have the mushroom on its own so you know when you brew it down to a coffee or a tea it's, it's the one mushroom that kind of is probably the least palatable it's actually a natural antihistamine as well so i have histo have had historically bad hay fever in the last three years i've been taking i have reishi and a mixture of mushrooms in my coffee pretty much every morning um, and i've noticed this last year my hay fever and i live in a really rural area now my hay fever has been hardly anything, you know. Normally, by now, my eyes are itching, my nose is streaming, um, and it's it's used across the world as, as a natural kind of anti-allergen. So it's a fascinating mushroom, but it goes really well with the almost oily juiciness that you get from this type of citra hop, um, and it cuts through that with that light bit of bitterness, but it's not too overpowering. Uh, works really well with food and with with spicy food as well.
0: I'd say it's a really smooth finish. You're right; they're kind of that. A little bit of upfront bitterness, but not for that long. But
1: you really Mm.
0: get citrus, and I think you're right in describing it almost like a citrusy oil type flavor. And then you get that, yeah, smooth finish. And it's definitely, you know, a sessionable beer, isn't it? You could have a few of Mm. these. We just need the weather to sort itself out, and that would really help out with drinking (laughs) a few. I
1: know, it'll get there. We're ready for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and a good good color on, on, on this one. So you haven't broken the, the color boundaries on this one.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, stayed tr- quite true to that. And we didn't want to go too citrus and fruity, but I think we've got that nice grapefruit kind of edge citrus fruit rounded on it. If I had one customer that said, I bought your beer and I really liked it, but I, I didn't like the fact that you put, you know, flavorings in it. And she thought we'd put like a grapefruit, uh, flavor into the beer. Um, but no, this is all comes from the amazing oils that you get out of these hops. I mean, before I started this business, I knew only about, you know, beer as, as a connoisseur, as a drinker of it, really. I wasn't by any means a connoisseur, but learning about the hops and the hop profiles. And, you know, it's, almost more diverse than wine in terms of varietals and and the kind of different flavour profiles you get out of it and the different temperature of which your you know the process going through your beer, the different times of the pick and the different site, different strains. Yeah, it's um the hops are amazing. And actually on their own can contain lots of really beneficial compounds as well. So that's a good combination.
0: <laughs> well I think yeah, I mean across the board of alcohol free beer there's so many benefits in I think Mm. even alcoholic beer has benefits, but it's that alcohol that Mm. counteracts that counteracts Mm. them. So, you know, I mean, without kind of the added additional elements from the mushrooms, you got like a a relatively healthy drink anyway. um, Yes. That has different qualities, but then it's just getting even more of those like you know these immune boosting qualities as well. And um, yeah, once again, sort of a a great tasting, great great tasting beer. Um, Amazing. I saw Zuma, I think Zuma Juice commented, said the uh, Limein's IPA was a favourite. I um, that's did. The, that's the one I haven't got in front of me. I mean, it's probably yeah, I've the, got
1: that, so I'll, I'll do the tasting for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah the IPA, um, again, Lion's Mane is a, is a fascinating mushroom, but I think the IPA, people love an IPA. Over the past few years, you know, craft beer drinkers have kind of gravitated towards IPAs and even APAs. And I think um, for me, on the launching three products, they needed to be really well-loved, recognisable craft beers, um, or you know, beers with, with the lager. And I think, yeah, the Lion's Mane IPAs had a had a really good response. I also had someone buy it; didn't realise it had mushrooms in it. They just thought Lion's Mane was like a cool name for the for the IPA. They didn't actually realise it was a mushroom. <laughs> yeah,
0: so' it's been, it's, it's, a lot lots of people hopefully be opening them up today because their boxes landed today with the the cans, the lines main in, so... Um, Amazing. Yeah, the always, will be on fire in the next week.
1: Yeah, always great to get some feedback from people. And I think it's interesting launching with three because you get, like, the camps of the people that, you know, like it. And we had a lot of orders to our website when we first launched that were, you know, getting the mixed cases. And now I'm seeing names pop up, but they're ordering, you know, specific ones. And I find, like, people are, are now starting to find their favourites, which which is really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think... Yeah. Should we try yeah. the IPA? I mean, I presume you've tasted it once upon a time. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, I tried it. Probably, I'm trying to think. So when did we when did we first have the cans in? Um. So probably yeah, start of the year. Yeah. So it's probably been yeah probably a couple of months since I last tried it. I mean, that's the issue we sometimes have is when we've got so many new ones, we get so many samples, as we forget to go <laughs> go back and that we try and do it a couple lunch times a week. The, the nice guys down there we go back and we revisit some of the drinks that we haven't tried just because you, you've got you've got so many new ones but it's really good to go back and i remember like last last summer the beers and we were going oh this this is so good how have I forgotten about this and yeah so but lunchtime beers yeah it shows you're an established lunchtime beer. <laughs> beer brand when we have got so used to it yeah
1: Yeah. Um, So IPA, we've got a nice head on this one as well. So we've got a nice amber colour, quite a classic IPA. So we're using Cascade and Challenger hops in there. Um, And we've got a nice, it's got an earthy, almost apricot-y flavour. Sorry, scent like on the nose when you smell it. And then when you taste it, it's got light combination carbonation i'd say out of the three this is the least carbonated i don't really like a really overly carbonated ipa it's not really supposed to be carbonated that much so it's nice to have one that is a bit less on that scale um it's got that bitterness but it's got a real rounded depth to it so it feels sessionable but you know you know you're drinking it you're you're getting those flavor profiles coming through so i think IPA might be my favourite as
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, yeah. Okay. at the moment,
1: yeah.
0: If anyone's watching, you has got any of them at home, then feel free to crack them open and let us know what you know, what flavours they're, they're getting. Because everyone's palates obviously a little bit different and pick up on different nuances Definitely. in the drinks and things like that. So it'd be great to see what everyone else thinks, but.
1: Yeah, yeah drop some comments in send us a dm um yeah it's always interesting and it, you know it depends different types of day different types of occasions um you know that's that's again great about NAB. beer like lunchtime beers you can do after run beers i was doing some sampling of a new batch we've had in this morning i was thinking beer at 10 a.m i was like great why not
0: <laughs> Why well, yeah why not why not indeed and particularly when it's got like health benefits as well when um, you know, and I think like even like some of the Olympic teams and football teams, you know, they've, they've gone to alcohol free beer because it's isotonic and um, it you know, it's better than some of the sugary um energy drinks. I mean, at times you need those sugary boosts, but for times when you don't, then you know, is a great, great option for it.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Not drinking ninja, going to order. Yes, thanks, my friend. Order, let us know which ones that you like the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, I know, I friend. found it. Yeah. I found it crazy that for so long sports events were sponsored by alcohol, you know, and McDonald's and Coca-Cola and all these products that are really not good for you and have nothing to do with health or athletic performance. So um, there's a great opportunity for for alcohol free brands to to get onto sponsorship and to kind of get into different fields where actually the drinks are, are giving a benefit to the people that are drinking them. So that's pretty cool to see as well.
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and I guess it's been a bit of a, a journey for, for you and Function because, like you said, so it's not been a very long one, but you had right. to kind of the initial launch, and we had these really funky bottles. I know you've still got some of the bottles, but mm. we've got the cans here today. Um, are you, you going to grab a bottle now? Yeah. Got a bottle, yeah.
1: Awesome. I love the bottles. They were like my little, um, when I was deciding, you know, the branding and how I want it to look, I saw this bottle I was going to, like, my bottle manufacturer website. I was like, that's amazing. I'd only seen it in like Duval and a few European beers and I hadn't really seen it much. And I thought that's amazing. I'm going to get it nice brand differentiation. And then I went to bottle my brew, my beer. And I was like, I couldn't find, uh, couldn't find someone who could make the, uh, fill the bottles because they need like an extra little sensor on it, which was mad. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it turned out there's only a few brewers in the country that can, can seem to use this bottle but uh yeah <laughs> we got there in the end <laughs> that's
0: like a good challenge
1: mm.
0: and so exactly. you've got you've got a stout plan then is there any other plans that you kind of you're able to talk about or any other any other ideas or anything
1: yeah so next up is going to be a stout um i think we had a lot of feedback from uh, from customers and from people in general that they wanted to have a stout on the on the range and to me i think it was Stout might have felt a bit extreme to launch with a stout because it is a bit of a Marmite, but I think now we're kind of getting a bit more established that people are really getting into that. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say what mushroom we're going to be using yet, but um, hopefully in the next couple of months we'll be launching. I mean, I'd love to do a nitro stout. Um, that comes with quite a lot of complications, So So if I can get the NPD right for that and get the technology, yeah, having a nitro stout would be super cool. But if not, we'll just create a really, really great regular stout. <laughs> You need to have a
0: conversation with Mash Gang. <laughs> About not- Those guys
1: <laughs> are like mad scientists. Like I don't know how they have the time to make all these beers. They're amazing, um, really cool. I mean, they are just like a perfect example of what you can do in the NA space, and just like basically anything goes. And I love that. I think that's really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, and anyway, Mushroom Season's just been suggested to something else for the development time.
1: Ooh, yes, I like that. I like that. <laughs> there's about 15 kind of quite well known accessible um mushrooms that we could use to go into into the beers. So there's quite a quite a lot left. I'd love to do a cider as well. I think that would be really cool. Um we don't there's a few really good NA ciders coming out, but not many. Um, so I think there's definitely market for for some more craft ciders coming on as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's quite amusing to my ears that. So um I'm not sure if you're aware but we collaborated and made a cider last summer and the reason for that was because we wanted to boost the space and mm. you know, say look you know you can you can go out and make cider and we need more people to do it and we said at the start of the year we need 10 to 12 more alcohol free ciders yeah. on the website and and there is we, we've heard rumblings of a few more coming but it's still not enough so the mm. fact that you're thinking of bringing out cider particularly with a unique spin on it that would be really exciting and yeah, yeah. If you want any help with getting that, getting that sort, then we've got a few contacts as well. So.
1: Amazing. What we talking about that? Yeah, I love cider. I think it's great. And you know, it's one of those things that drinking pints of cider in the sun on a warm sunny day is great for about the first pint and a half, and then you're really pissed. And it's you know, you're in a beer garden, and it's like it's a nightmare. And the next day is horrible. There's so much sugar in it, and so much alcohol. So if you can find a really great alcohol-free cider that enables you to just sit in the sun and just drink cider all day, that's that's a dream.
0: I think you need need to get a mushroom cider then made ready for Glastonbury next year because people go nuts for a mushroom cider at Glastonbury. Definitely,
1: definitely, yeah. (laughs) Summer next year is gonna be it's gonna be the one where we're gonna get a cider out for sure. Um yeah, we might we might introduce some slightly bigger cans as well. Um so yeah, watch this space.
0: No, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, if anyone's got any other questions, then feel free to kind of drop in the message there or or if you've got any other questions you think of afterwards, then you can, you know, DM either Zoe or me and, um, and, and <laughs> we'll we do our best to answer them. But yeah, give <laughs> these beers a try, guys. Um, we'll have the IPA back in stock later in the week. Um, but we've got yeah, we've got the, the Risha, Citra and the, the Lager here as well. And, and uh, yeah, they're great beers. And um, thank you for producing them, Zoe.
1: That's okay. I um I wanted to do something different and I think when I was speaking to lots of people they thought I was a bit mad um from why on earth would I want to put mushrooms into a beer. Um and it was certainly there's some interesting education around what we're doing, but I think first and foremost people just gotta remember it doesn't taste like mushrooms. So I think once you kind of <laughs> once you kind of get through and think, all right, I'm not gonna drink, you know, a portobello mushroom. Beer, uh, I'll be okay. And I think once people get around it, first and foremost, we've made, I hope, really great craft beers. Um, secondly, they've got these really cool qualities that come from these amazing and super exciting um, mushrooms. And so hopefully that's going to help kind of educate more people about mushrooms, get more people drinking alcohol free beers. Um, I'm realizing that you don't have to have alcohol to make a great social occasion. And I think this is what's really exciting is that we've gone from a world where alcohol had to frame all the social things that we did. And it was very much like you felt and you were told that you missed out if you didn't drink alcohol. But it is so exciting to see so many amazing brands coming up now that are producing really great adult occasion, amazing drinks, and you know meaning that people don't have to compromise now you can go out and have a pint you can go out and have some beers you can do all the things you did before now you can drive home now you can get up at you know seven o'clock the next day for a meeting um so yeah it's uh it's a really exciting time for na not just in the uk like all over the world i'm getting messages every day when are you coming to america when are you coming to Uh, Canada when you come into Australia so we're working on it we're definitely working on it we're hopefully going to be launching in the US by September this year which is super exciting yeah Yeah. Um, and then Canada I hope not too shortly afterwards I think there's a huge thirst for NA in the States Um, and it's uh, yeah it's a really exciting market obviously their thirst is is pretty thirsty it's quite a quite a big market yeah it's exciting to see these little pockets of NA popping up all over the world and it's similar types of consumer, you know, mindful consumers, people yeah. that don't want to sacrifice, they want flavour, they still want to go out, they still want to have fun, they just, you know, don't necessarily want that to always come with a hangover. So, yeah, it really is a global movement and it's it's really super cool that we're all a part of it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. There is there is a real change in trend. Funny enough, a, a friend of mine messaged today, and, you know, so someone I used to play hockey with, so, you know, back, back in the day, we've had quite a few alcoholic drinks And um, he walked into a bar in Bristol and asked the landlord for an alcohol-free beer and he literally got laughed at the pub. So, like, to to me, the fact that he came and said, Go and sort this out, Tom, you know, know, (laughs) it it just shows the movement that is happening and um, and, and people want those options, you know, and you should be able to walk into a pub and have an alcohol-free beer or an alcoholic one if that's what you want. So, Yeah.
1: um,
0: yeah. And I think the great thing with mushroom beers is that you can be the fun guy now as well (laughs) (laughs)
1: you can never drink too Uh, (laughs) much i know it's awful i have to keep stopping i have to keep stopping myself cracking mushroom puns
0: (laughs) yeah it does sound very good yeah yeah well thank you for your time tonight zoe that's been really great and um yeah look forward to all the future developments
1: no worries we'll watch this space you guys will always be the first to know what we've got going on
0: and that's brilliant. No, no, we've really enjoyed having the beers and look forward to trying all the new ones. And as soon as that, APA, that IPA lands back with us this week, I'll be cracking one open.
1: Amazing. Cheers. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>